0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the bill to raise the levels of semiconductor chip manufacturing here in the U.S. has been signed by President Biden. But what will this $52 billion package mean for production? Morris Cohen is Professor Emeritus at the Wharton School with his focus on manufacturing and logistics as well as operations, information and decisions. And he joins us to talk a little bit more about that. Professor Cohen, great to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments today.
1: Thank you. Glad to be on.
0: Thank you. And so as this bill passes and you think about the structure of where we've been or really haven't been in terms of manufacturing chips, where do you see the, the maybe the greatest benefits potentially coming from this, this, uh, this package of subsidies?
1: Well, first of all, I think uh, you're absolutely right that um, this bill is just The latest chapter in a very long history of uh, trying to influence where and how uh, we manufacture chips and and semiconductors, and in particular, you know, what's happening with respect to the U.S. There's been a long-term decline of outsourcing of manufacturing. Uh, This bill is no doubt going to influence some decisions. Many decisions to relocate or to restore manufacturing, as we call it, for semiconductors has already been announced by most of the many companies in the industry. Uh, this will encourage them to do, to, to do what they said they would do, maybe do more, maybe some others will join. So I think it will have a, an incremental effect that will be positive in terms of the manufacturing footprint for semiconductors in the U.S.
0: What yeah, will that mean think, then? And, and, oh, I'm sorry, finish up. I apologize.
1: That's okay. But will it absolutely you know, reverse the trend? No, I don't think so.
0: No. Uh, so then a- as this plays out, how will these companies go about the build-out of, of the structure of the infrastructure to be able to build this? Now, some of them already have that to a degree here in the U.S., but others, I think, are they going to be building new facilities? Or are they going to take existing Locations and maybe retrofitting. How will that all play out? Do you think?
1: Well, basically, this is going to lead to adding capacity to manufacture semiconductor chips in the U.S. Uh, the only way that can happen is to is to have what you know the fabs, the factories, the fabrication factories of fabs as they're called. And uh, uh, what's been uh, implied and announced is that. New factories will either be built or additions will be added to existing factories. So these are capital, you know, expansions. And we know that it takes at least a year to build uh, capacity in, in, to produce chips. Uh, it takes another year to uh, out, to sort of tune the process so you get an acceptable yield. Um, the The cost is, you know, I don't know, in the order of, Maybe ten billion dollars for new factories. So these are huge uh, capital outlays. They take a long time. So even if this bill was signed and, and tomorrow, and, and the implementation will take a long time.
0: Joined by uh, Morris Cohen, professor emeritus at the Wharton School, and and the other side of this is I, I think how this build out is going to take place over those uh, next many years, and who will be involved. Now, obviously, the chip makers themselves. But with the way that our economy has become so digital, it makes me wonder how much more we might see investment from companies that would use or buy those chips, thinking the auto industry being one, to invest themselves in the process of building because it would help them, uh, you know, have a stake in the game even further.
1: Thought, but you know, I think uh, every industry, every company, you know, uh, goes through the calculus of figuring out what's in the the best interest of the of a the company. They're obviously heavily if, uh, impacted by government incentives, um, but recognize that there's a going to be there is has been and continue to be a race amongst countries to get them to add capacity to add jobs. Uh, not just for chips, but for all manufacturing, and this will continue. And so there will be subsidies to match this. We're doing this because of the huge subsidies that Taiwan and Korea and other places, uh, China, have already spent this shift production. Uh, how this will affect other industries, you know, if they, uh, the fact that chips are made here would, might make it more secure, certainly in the area of defense. But I think it's not going to – the decision of whether a U.S. company will produce automobiles here or not is not going to be driven by where the chips are made, but how much they cost, how long will it take, what capacity, how how reliable is that supply. Uh, These things can be shipped all over the world. So I I don't see it driving uh, you know like a halo effect because we now have more chip factories. We're going to have more manufacturing other industries. Those decisions will be made. They'll be somewhat influenced by this, but I don't think they'll be driven by this.
0: And and so the question of whether or not the U.S. will be more competitive in the overall landscape, I I guess that's maybe a little bit still to be determined because of a lot of those factors that you just laid out.
1: Absolutely. You know, when a company makes a decision of where in the world to produce their product, they take into consideration huge uh, complex trade-offs, risk factors, constraints, obviously government subsidies are, are play an important part, but subsidies exist in every country in which they either produce or sell. And so all of those things will come into consideration, and at the end of the day the strategic decision of whether to shift manufacturing back to the U.S., that's called reshoring, or to continue to offshore or to produce it, I don't know, in Mexico we call that nearshoring, the, this this um, this 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 set of decisions uh has been you know uh facing companies you know historically for a long time and will continue to do so they will ultimately make a decision based on an analysis of all of these factors and all of these trade-offs
0: then has the the story about the impact of chip shortage during the time of the pandemic and Obviously, this being viewed as kind of a reaction in part to that, is that right. then to a degree somewhat overblown because of, again, going back to what you just said a moment ago, the cause factor you know being one of the big things and and some of these other other elements. Uh,
1: actually, no, I don't think it's been overblown. I, um, the c- decisions are complex, as I've said, uh, but you know we've been through a very. Uh, uh, interesting, shall I say, challenging period. And and with chips in particular, uh, there's been, you know, the the demand has gone way up, uh, uh, surprising some industries. They didn't expect it. The auto industry didn't think demand would would go up the way it would. Um, And capacity uh, doesn't, as I said, ratchet up so quickly. And so, uh, you know, many companies have been on allocation, and that's been A major major impact you know we can't get our cars we can't get our products Uh, we have to pay more for them we've all seen that and that has had a major impact on inflation and other things so I don't think uh, the impact has been overblown I'm just saying that getting out of it uh, will involve the same complex trade-offs and analysis that has always been present and this act will incrementally that it wants it to be moved Uh, and so that's a good thing
0: and and the cost element obviously to circle back to that uh, you know it's part of the reason why a lot of these companies offshore production in the first place is the fact that costs tend to be higher here in the United States in comparison to uh, places overseas and and I would think that not, not anything has really changed around that so it it makes me wonder how much we should expect to see the growth in in production here in the u.s to begin with
1: well you, you know you raise a very interesting point i mean a focus cost is obviously a very important factor but as we've learned over the last two years uh with the pandemic uh companies perhaps uh, are shifting a little bit of their emphasis away from just cost minimization or efficiency uh, they want to have reliability. They want to have reliance. They see the risks uh, have not getting smaller, and so they will. The trade-off will shift. We will give a little bit less weight to cost and a little bit more weight to security and resilience and and agility uh, and the ability to respond to the uncertainties that are surely ahead of us. Uh, you know, there's been an overemphasis on single dimensions. You know. I can remember four or five years ago, the the argument was all about labor costs. Labor costs in China are a fraction of what they are here. Therefore, as some managers said, it's a no-brainer to shift production to China. Uh, What we learned in our research is it's not a no-brainer. It's back to this set of interesting complex trade-offs, and these relative costs are shifting, and governments are doing everything they can to tip the balance, that the final decision will come to where they want it to be uh so costs will always matter but i think we've learned that we have to take into consideration other factors uh and give them perhaps more weight than we've given them in the fat in the past
0: and, and that and that element of security which you mentioned before uh that ends up being a cost factor that maybe is not associated right at you know maybe the time of production but the concern is what the impact would be on a lower level of security in and around chips and chip production and what it can do thinking longer term the cost that you would have to pay down the road
1: well, absolutely and i think uh, you raise a very good point that uh, the way that this has to be looked at and i think where companies are looking at it is it's a long-term decision uh... and we talk about you know not just the cost of acquiring the product when, from where it's manufactured you have to take into account You know, all the inbound and outbound transportation costs, all the tariffs and duties, all of those factors. But there's the cost of ownership. Uh, The the chips are used in products that are used over an extended period of time. And so uh, it's the long-term total cost impact which is going to be affected by these decisions of where and how we produce the products. But many other factors will also determine uh, the ultimate cost to own or use a product and that will ultimately drive the decision of you know where customers and companies will acquire those products and use them.
0: Uh, Then with this potential with this in play are you more optimistic about where things will head in the both I guess both in the near term in the short and the longer term more so longer term because of the time frame to to build this all out uh, of where we're headed in and around manufacturing of, of semiconductor chips.
1: I'm an optimist. I, I, I have an optimistic perspective. I think that uh, things will get better. Thing, things are, have, you know, are getting better. I think that uh, the, these incentives and subsidies will, will, give, uh, will push decisions in the direction that the government wants it to be pushed. Um, and so I, I think that you know, long term, uh, I think we're going to see a resolution of this crisis uh... the capacity will be added um, no doubt it will be replaced by a new crisis i'm sure but uh... you know no. i i am generally optimistic that uh... companies and governments are going to figure this out because they have no choice they have to
0: Morris, great to have you with us thank you for your insight
1: okay thanks
0: thank you morris cohen who's a professor emeritus at the wharton school with his focus on manufacturing and logistics as well as operations information and decisions